the vibe check. I passed the vibe check. In a week where WWE gets hotter and hotter, they get more and more controversy thanks to the former owner of the company. In a week where you wake up in the morning to a WWE 2K24 trailer that drops that says, finish your story as the tagline for the new game. So many people, so many women are finishing their story. How ironic is that to be a part of that? What in the blue hell is there to finish when we listen to something or read something like the things we've read today? So, welcome to the show. Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently. I am this little chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. Um, Look, guys, I was, the original plan was to drop an episode on Monday talking about the news and notes of the week. Mainly AEW stuff, other companies, um, and then there was gonna be a sideshow. Um, sideshow. <laughs> what an interesting term to use there. There was gonna be another show later in the week, next week, which would have then detailed the Royal Rumble with JT assisting me because I've actually never done um, a review of a pay per view with a, with someone on. And then all of a sudden, you wake up Thursday morning and the bombs are dropping. Literally nuclear fucking warfare now let me give you a quick uh a quick review of my week was not the plan at all and hold on one second okay it was not, i got distracted by a text message sorry um because i'm actually messaging multiple people right now about what we're gonna get into but anyways so let me refocus <clears throat> so essentially here my here's my weekend review i did something i've never done before I have worked long days before. I've worked 13, 14, 15 hours before. Well, I wake up Tuesday, wake up Monday, and as some of you guys know, I work in entertainment. Um, I'm in transition right now. I was offered a new position, so I decided to take it. So we're just getting everything we need to get ready. And when I get the chance, I will announce it. But Monday was really chill, right? Well, I get a text from somebody because that new position doesn't start until next month, February. So I'm like, uh, hey, uh, they're saying they need some help coming in. Uh, can you come in earlier to help out for a TV show? So yeah, sure. So Tuesday and Wednesday, I did something <clears throat> Excuse me, I've never done before. Tuesday, I worked as my first ever 17-hour workday. And that is a very long day, considering it's only 24 hours in the day. And so you know, then as I'm leaving, I say, hey, can you do the same thing? Can, can, can you come in at 4 a.m.? So sure. So then Wednesday, the day's even longer by an hour. End up working an 18-hour day. I do not recommend it. I am 120% sure it is a bad idea. And I, it's nothing I'm not promoting. But I say that to say this. Wake up Thursday morning. I know I have nothing on the books for Thursday morning besides going to the gym. Wake up Thursday morning. Get up. Body's a little wrecked. Wreck it some more. Going to the gym. Get home for about another four hours. Eat something. 
pass out again for another five hours. Never done that before in my life. And mind you, while I'm in and out of sleep, I'm seeing all these allegations. I'm reading the text messages. I'm seeing all these things. I'm like, now, let's be clear here. Anytime WWE is hot or not hot, they are always in the center of controversy. It's really what makes WWE WWE. When wait when they were in their dark period, after the Chris Benoit situation, they were at the center of attention. But they were not hot at that time. They were just wrestling fans were watching wrestling. When they were in the Attitude Era, when it was a global phenomenon, they were always under attack. Whether it's from family groups, support groups, whatever. Like they've always they they just have oh, the, the the WWF company, not them, but the wildlife group. They're always under attack, and a lot of times it's their fault. This is no different. We had a bombshell report drop that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, has been appointed to the board of directors as one of the board of directors on TKO. And so now you have Triple H standing up there with Dwayne Johnson, with Vincent Mann on Wall Street, like after this big announcement of him becoming a board of director member, which is a huge thing because... Then you, the, that wasn't the top story we thought was going to be of the, of the week. The top story we thought was going to be of the week was on Monday, or Tuesday, I believe, when then it's announced from Netflix that Netflix and WWE have come to a deal where they will begin to stream Monday Night Raw next January, January 2025, for the next 10 years. Five billion dollars. And here's the best part about this deal for everybody. Netflix, after five years, can either terminate the agreement or extend it for another 10 years at their choosing. And it's all up to them. And so we, I thought, wow, that's going to be the biggest story. And we have so much to talk about and lay out there, right? That's going to be a big deal. You know, you just keep thinking, think, thinking what's, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Then Thursday drops. And the biggest bombshell. And hopefully this will be the last bombshell that drops this week. But it, I doubt it. Vince McMahon has more allegations levied against him against a former female employee. And I'm not going to say her name. Her name is already out there. She's put her information out there. She put out text messages. She did this herself. And I was just talking to someone. This is why I got distracted because I had so many questions in my head about NDAs and this and that third. And um, my, the person I was talking to said, well, states don't commit, don't care. If you sign an NDA, if they feel a criminal act was involved. I said, oh, okay, makes perfect sense. But this woman has claimed, once again, I'm not saying her name. You can find her name out there as, well, as much as you want to. You won't hear this name on her name on this podcast. But she put her own story out there. So this is why I'm even going to acknowledge this because it's a big deal. She claimed that she was uh, going, uh, Vince was trying to sex traffic her. And that Linda McMahon knew about the story about her about them having sex and like the text messages I read, I read, I read them three times because I kept passing out. As I told you guys, that's why I, I gave you a recap of my week. And literally, she, uh, he, he's messaging her. Hey, you should take three big black cocks. He shitted on her face, her head. My first thought is, wow. Um, I can see him being into that. But like, this takes a great ton of balls for her to want to tell this story. She said she signed an NDA. She said she took a $3 million pay, uh, payout. Um, but I, I guess she felt like she, you know, felt the way she felt and she had to do what she had to do. Um, all of this 
was like you're reading these messages and apparently she was trying Vince was trying to sex traffic her to Brock Lesnar since Brock Lesnar's name was put up in the report Brock was reportedly supposedly air quotes no air quotes I guess you doing air quotes like I've not seen this from anyone but other than wrestle scoops but uh, reportedly Brock was set to return as a surprise in the 2024 Royal Rumble as I record this it's Thursday night so you're, you guys probably aren't gonna hear this till Friday morning Saturday morning whenever you guys listen to the podcast and Brock was scheduled to be in the Rumble as a surprise. Well, Brock has now been pulled due to that. And so my first thought, like I said, I had all these questions. And I'm talking to like a, a friend that's a lawyer, and I'm like, yo, what does all this mean? Like, if you took, if you signed an NDA, you took a payout. Like, what more do you want? Like Vince, in my opinion, is not cancelable. Cancelable? 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 It sounds like a word. I'm trying to make a word. He cannot be canceled because he already's out of the equation. You know, like he's he has no power anymore. What more do you what do you want him in jail? You know, is this like a, a Jimmy Snooker thing where like even after many, many years of being accused of being a murderer, when they finally took him to court it was too late and he died like in the middle of uh, in the middle of trial. They couldn't even take him to trial because he wasn't even fit to stand trial, you know? Then he died like two days later. Um like like, like what exactly is the is the plan here, I guess, you know, or, or what exactly is the, the ultimate goal, you know, um, and so, the, that's when the, my friends are breaking down to me, and he still is messaging me about how, yeah, if they feel a state, a, a crime's been committed, at, at this point, it's just to get him locked up, I said, okay, that makes more sense, you know, and I do wonder, as this thing goes on, what does that mean for Chris Jericho, who supposedly, Eric goes again, made people sign NDAs. If a criminal act's involved, then NDA doesn't matter. Also, like, where is all this coming from now? Like, what triggered this with this young lady for her to come out and say this? Because, like I said, she's put everything out there now. Like, everyone everyone knows what she looks like. Everyone knows what was supposedly done to her. No, some of it seemed to be consensual at first, or maybe, uh, I'm not I'm going to say consensual, that's a straw. <laughs> Let's take that back. Um, at first it seemed like it was probably, uh, a little bit, bit of an intimidate, a pretty quick, quick pro quo. Um, that's the word I was looking for. I apologize. Um, and then it just led to her just having these things happen to her because now she's out there for life. You know, there's no, there's no taking this back. And I honestly, after seeing all this, I don't think that lady gives two flying bleeps. I think she, I think she just grabbed herself by the balls and said, Hey, this is going to be a long, bumpy ride. I'm going all in, though. And if all these things happen and she felt this kind of way, good for her for going out there um, and, and putting herself out there. It's just, this is not easy stuff. This is very embarrassing stuff. Um, but these are huge allegations of sex trafficking. It's one of the worst things you can do um, to anyone. You know, I know for the longest period of time, I don't know if I, how many people even know this, but when I lived in Atlanta, Atlanta has the busiest port airport in the entire world. Uh, Hartfield's Jackson Airport is the busiest airport. That's why that airport, I, I'm not, for those, those of you who travel, you'll know what I'm saying. A lot of times you'll get an email after you book a flight, and it'll say, be, be at the airport two hours. If you ever lived in Atlanta or you're flying out of Atlanta, it'll say, be there four hours. And it's, it's a good reason for that. Because, yeah, it can run as smooth as it wants to be, or it can be fucking horrible. Like, that's why when I go to, I remember when I lived in, in Atlanta, I would travel all over the country for different comic cons and i remember vividly like going to indianapolis or, or whatever or detroit 
and like you see people just parked outside the airport waiting for their waiting for their ride and it's like oh wow this is kind of this is different they ain't doing that they're not doing that in california they're not doing that in atlanta but atlanta you think you're gonna sit there for any month if you're sitting there for more than fucking two minutes they're gonna either give you a ticket or tow your ass away there is no getting around that you know, but my point in San Jose is that that's, that was also the most sex trafficked place in the world because it's so busy that you can just sneak shit by. And so, like, it's just a bad thing. It's been a part. It's uh, it's people, unless you really ha- uh, have a connection to it, people don't know how serious it is. And it's really not talked about. Now, let me say this. This, come from, this is coming from a perspective of a person that does not have cable television. You know, I watch whatever I whatever, whatever's on my TV screen is what I choose to watch. So I'm not watching the, the all the commercials and other. But my point in saying all this is is that I don't think it's talked about enough a lot of times, or people don't realize how often it happens. You know, um, but wow, I like I said I don't even know what to say to it. To be honest with you, I don't know. Uh, it, it's still hitting me, and and now that I'm fully up, it's what time is it? 11:40 my time. Uh, and I'm just sitting there like, yo, like, it will be 24 hours since the story dropped in like six or seven hours. I still have not wrapped my head around it. It is disgusting. It is despicable. All those type of things. But I don't know what to think about it, to be honest with you. I just don't know. Because I'm sitting there like, yo, like, what is, like, what is the end game? And now that I'm talking to the lawyer, I'm like, okay, I, I understand it much better from that perspective now. You know, I didn't think about it from the perspective of criminal charges. I'm just thinking, like, where does this leave, not just Vince, but where does this leave this victim, you know? Like, can something fall back on this victim? Also, what measures will be put in place now? Because we we all know people, some people are just protected. This has been protected for a very long time. He has a lot of friends in higher places. Like, what happens now? Now that it really NDAs mean nothing, payouts mean nothing. Now it's like, well, okay, what, what will... Uh, potential predators do now in order to keep their victims quiet you know like i there's just so many questions and i just don't have any of the answers to so i'm gonna leave it there but as far as dwayne johnson being the board director for tko it's a big deal it, it means he's all in you know which is very, it's very interesting that he's on the board of directors of tko he owns the u um the, the xfl like he's he is making some big power moves the rock is and I, I look here everyone's saying i mean look here nothing's announced for elimination chamber at this point nothing's announced for wrestlemania at this point I, i'm assuming he's gonna headline one if not two of those shows once again i've said this before i'll say this again that match between rock and roman reigns is not meant for me it's meant for other people like i don't need why would i need to see the rock wrestle last time we saw the rock wrestle it wasn't good and i'm not talking about the match with him and red uh Redbeard. I'm talking about the Eric Rowan, for those of you guys know. I'm about the match with him and John Cena the second time around. It was just a bunch of finisher counters. It was like playing an early version of SmackDown. Um, but a lot of people want to see it. So, um, there you go. But um, I think it's a big move. It's a power play. I, I wonder what it means for the the overall scheme of things, though. Is it just to have a celebrity that has power? I, I don't know. I, I this is the first time. I, I, the only reason I'm even recording this right now is because I, I want to get my pure raw thoughts out about it. And Monday, I'm just gonna let the Royal Rumble show just speak for itself, and I'll just focus on that. I didn't. I just 
there's no way of mixing this news with anything else next that and so um yeah i'll leave it there but there's so much more to go and like i said i'm not gonna say this woman's name i'm not gonna read the text messages you guys can go on and find all this with a simple google search you guys go there the WWE will be discontinued. The WWE Network will be discontinued at the end of the year for people outside the USA, because as they're moving to streaming and they have the Peacock deal, um, there's, there's just no need for it. So us in the USA have not had the WWE Network for many years now, but it was always it still existed outside of the USA. So that will now not be a thing, and um, uh, that I, I there is no say as of where that's going to lead people because raw will be without a home for three months i'm sure they'll find some type of agreement it's not guaranteed that raw will like that usa will keep raw on the air until the netflix the netflix deal even though they will still have an ongoing relationship with them because they're still going to air smackdown no but right right now and nick khan was just on a pat mcafee show he said more than likely smackdown is coming off fridays so i don't know what that means but i'm sure they'll find it look here they have, a, they have a lot of power. They will find a home for, for Raw for three months. It's reported that Finn Balor's contract will end after WrestleMania. I mean, right now, I don't think anyone's really signed any deals. You've had, you have Becky Lynch's contract up, Seth Rollins' contract up, Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus. Like, these are some heavy hitters for WWE. I don't think any of them are actually leaving WWE, though. It makes no sense. Yeah, has Finn Balor been uh, mistreated on the main roster? Yeah, but now this is a completely different WWE. This is a Triple H-led WWE. Triple H brought in Finn Balor. So, I can't imagine uh, it going poorly for Finn. Also, speaking of Vince McMahon, he also was the one that did not want Pete Dunne on the main roster. He just didn't get it, and that's why he renamed him Butch. I think that's something we already knew once he got the name fucking Butch. Let's just leave that alone. Kevin Patrick, who was tried on commentary on Raw, he was tried on commentary on SmackDown, has been let go by the company. And and what a a statement from an unknown source said, it just was not working out. Look here, you guys all know, anyone who's listened to me for an extended period of time knows I tend to watch my wrestling on mute. There's very small times where I can tell you guys, I've watched WrestleMania on mute all the time. I watch every show on mute, just, just what it is. Um... The times I've had it not on mute were last year during the Rumble where uh, Sami Zayn and, and and Roman Reigns and them and they're having that storyline moment at the end of the show. But the entire time during the Rumble, I'm having it on mute. Now, normally I don't do that during the Rumble. It's my favorite pay-per-view of the year of all time. But um, sometimes I just don't want to hear. Sometimes I just want to watch. I just want to take in my... Na- it's actually how I get a lot of my thoughts. It's by the silence of it and me just like watching... And it also helps me, like, watch better. Even if I'm taking notes and, and you would think you're somewhat distracted, which it can happen. With me, it's more of just like, oh, I, I wouldn't have seen... I wouldn't have seen next hour been listening to the commentary. Focus on what they are focusing on. Instead, it's me focusing on what I want to be focused on, if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah. Um, as far as um, his, his, his Patrick goes, a lot of people complained about it. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, I heard him a couple times. wasn't for me. I know some people. I know some people will blame the accent. No, it just didn't come off. It, it, it honestly didn't come off as authentic. Um, it came off as him trying 
to be a WWE commentator instead of just being a commentator, you know. Um, but, you know, hopefully he lands on his feet and finds something that works for him. The former Ice Train. For this, uh, this, is, this is a guy that came straight out of WCW during the 95 Attitude Era. Big dude. Uh, it was him with, uh, I believe, Scott Norton, Fire and Ice Attack Team. Um, he was once managed by Teddy Long. Uh, he has passed away at the age of 56 really, really, really young, unfortunately. My condolences to his family. William Regal has officially returned to WWE television, and he makes Ava Rain, speaking of The Rock, his daughter, is now the new GM of NXT. They're trying to find ways to incorporate her. I know she doesn't wrestle much. Uh, I, I, she's still very green, obviously, but they're finding ways to get her on TV. So they're, they're investing in her. So AEW a little bit. CM Punk, it was his idea to get rid of the ranking system. Now that he's out, the ranking systems are back. It makes kind of sense. It makes kind of sense to me, but you know what do I know? Um, Dynamite. Staying in Darby Allen will challenge for the Tag Team Championships on February 7th issue uh, episode of Dynamite. I mean, I'll have to assume they're winning. <laughs> um, this is one last championship for Stinger. And look, he's clearly facing the Bucks. The Bucks took over the show on, on Wednesday. And they were controlling the show and uh, what what goes on, what goes on. They're, they're, they're full EVPs with this. So I'm liking where this is going. It was fun for me to, to watch this. Hangman Adam Page defeated Pinta El Ciro Mio. Uh, I said that so wrong. <laughs> I apologize. But my accent, a lot of times, it won't allow me to say that. That's why I say Pinta. I should have said Pinta. Anyways, Swerve Strickland defeated Jeff Hardy. Hook. Came out and shook Samoa Joe's hand and said he will be back. Then he destroyed a bunch of uh, security guards, doing air quotes again. And in a first-time-ever match, Adam Copeland defeated Minoru Suzuki. Apparently, according to Adam Copeland, he went to Tony Khan and said, Hey, is there any way we can book Suzuki? And Tony Khan said, I'll see. And then Adam Copeland uh, saw that it was announced like two hours later for the match. So, I guess he could get him. Um, I thought it was a good match, by the way, as well. A match that I never thought would happen. I thought it was a really, really good match. Um, I also, I'm not going to lie to you guys, man. I don't know why. I, people, people, people keep asking me. I'm all in on this. They're doing something Ruby Soho. I'm a huge fan of Ruby. She uh, confronted Anna Jay. Anna Jay said, hey, watch your circle. But I have a match with you on, on, on Rampage. We all know where this is building up. I'm just a fan of Ruby. I'm glad they're doing something with her. I get it's on Rampage. But they're doing something with her, at least. This is a strong women's division. And even, and even if she's not challenging for the World Women's Championship, she should be in the mix doing something. Like, you have two different divisions. And here's the thing. Say what you want to about any women's division in this world. At least with AEW, they have two different titles. One is a secondary title, which is the TBS Championship, and one is the AEW Women's World Championship. There's a clear... Like, the women who are in the world title picture, you don't see them usually fighting the people in the TBS. It's a clear distinction a lot of times. And for me, that was the only thing that hurt Jade Cargill was that she was waiting for Statlander to come back from injury so long that by the time she came back, she had left the company. But to me, I like that about it because it's like, hey, we're getting to see some things. And as people move up, move down, we can we can see... If they're ready for that level, you know, and we still and we still don't have Britt Baker on television. We just got Red Velvet back. She lost to um, Thunder Rosa, who's now getting back into the groove of things. We have no Jamie Hayter on the t on TV. Supposedly, she's supposed to come back next month, February. So we're still missing some heavy hitters in this women's division. Meanwhile, Tony Storm is just taking it over. 
her and Perazzo, she keeps breaking. She is like the woman version of Sami Zayn, where you could tell these, you could tell wrestlers, Renee Paquette, they're trying to be professional, they're trying to do their job, and she keeps breaking them. They they, they the side by side uh, interview where it's live, and you have Tony Storm who is black in black and white. It's just like why pay for full color when uh, it's just so ridiculous. But I love how. Uh, Perazzo gave them history about how close they were and showing even their identical tattoos and stuff like this. Like she's not gonna win this match, but I like the I like what they're doing to show that there is history between these two women. Um, I thought it was a strong episode, of Dynamite. I know lost viewership, but the one thing I'll say about the streaming wars now, now that WWE is officially a part of uh, and on a streaming service, rate do ratings actually matter? That's the new question. You guys know on this particular show, I don't talk about ratings. I might make, I might say something if someone just asks a question, but I don't care about ratings. I don't think ratings have mattered in a very long time, in the greater scope of things when it comes to wrestling. Like when it comes to other TV shows, sure, you know. But like, I don't think ratings, pure Nielsen ratings, mattered anymore. Now, what does it mean? You know, like I, I don't know. Like, Netflix has 250 million subscribers. Peacock has over 100 million subscribers. Not all of them are for WWE. Like, example, when I first got Peacock, it was for WWE. I wasn't planning on getting another streaming service. And I remember I was just like, let me just go through and see what they got other than wrestling, right? Because I want, I want to justify the, the $12 or the $10, whatever. It was 10 bucks at the time. And I remember going through it, and I seen that Everyone Loves Raymond is on there. One of my favorite shows of all time. And I remember I texted my sister immediately and said, I would have, I would own this, oh, not own, I would, I would have this streaming service already, strictly because everyone loves Raymond on here. But then you take it up a notch. They have a show uh, on NBC that Dick Wolf has created and produced called Chicago PD. It's a ten out of ten. I actually wrote an article about this for Celeb Magazine uh, a couple years ago now, well three, three or four years ago now actually. But I wrote an article, and I feel like Chicago PD is the show that perfected the Dick Wolf universe. Not, especially now he's doing crossovers. I feel like Law and Order was what it needed to be groundbreaking for the time it was. Then you add and you step up a notch with SVU. But they were always missing something, right? I feel like I watched every season of Chicago PD. And I started watching Chicago PD uh, during the pandemic. And I remember vividly saying to myself, like, once I got to season two, ending into season three, I was like, yo, like, you get enough of the crime drama, but you also have the mix and the proper mix of everyone's personal lives to where now you have more of a connection. Like with Law & Order, the original Law & Order, the point I made was how you might hear, you knew when a character was leaving because then they would start bringing up the marriage or whatever, and that, was, that character's gone now or the character did something. It felt so impersonal. And it's also hard to, for me to invest in people when like the show's an hour but like they, you only see them for twenty minutes, and it's like uh, I'm good. Well, this is a mix of I just I feel like it's a ten of ten uh, series. I love the drama. I love the actors who play these characters. But anyways, I, I now you have that, and I can now they put all the seasons up on Peacock, so I can binge the entire season once the season's over. So for me, like I would still have it now, now that I get a chance to explore. I don't know how many subscribers WWE is gonna add to, to, to Netflix. Netflix has been losing subscribers like a motherfucker. You know, now, and on top of that, now you can't share passwords. 
if you want your passwords, I think it's like 25 bucks or something like that. I know I get asked every now and then if I want to add uh, another person on there. My sister uses my Netflix password, so I don't care. For, for me, in times that I don't watch Netflix, it's still being watched. I can justify paying for a streaming service. And plus, also, I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm a lifer on Netflix mainly because I got, I've had a Netflix account, man, since I was like 18. 18, 19? I, I, I never, it was one of those things I had first because of the DVDs and the video games. And then I would pay for it monthly. I just forgot about the service. I always forgot about that. I had it would come out of my account. I was always pissed off. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to um, delete the account, whatever. And I just always had it. I went like two years without watching it. I got into a relationship with someone. She started using it, and that's how I started using it more. That's how I watched Breaking Bad. That's how I watched a lot of shit. Um, but, um, yeah, I've had, I'm just a lifer with it. I doesn't, I don't get offended by it. I, I, they can do a better job at not canceling fucking shows after a stellar first season, but what do I know, right? Anyways, um, so I don't know how much they're going to add to it, but look here, people who may not um, normally have Peacock or whatever, if they have Netflix, they can still get their WWE fix. I think it's a good move. I'm expecting the same move to happen from Warner Brothers with Dynamite. I don't think it'll be strictly Max, but they Dynam um, Max now airs live basketball games. They've been at it's been like that for like a, almost a year now. Excuse me. And so like, I don't see what the problem is with them putting Dynamite on there. So I, I'm expecting all this to happen. This is nothing but good news for all of wrestling fans, despite the tribalism we see a lot of times. So, anyways, um, soapbox off a rant over uh this is a special show guys this is i see things a little differently so now we change it up now on monday there will be a monday show i am just going to simply record the royal rumble my pure thoughts from it um and that's all we're going to discuss if i have anything more to discuss or if any more comes out next week regarding these new allegations look here i don't know what's going to happen uh vince has vince has already said that these are preposterous uh, which I, that's a word I have not used in a very long time. But, and that's not the word he used. I'm using it. He said these accusations are preposterous. Um, he's denied it. Uh, TKO has said they're looking into it. It's hard to believe a billion dollar conglomerate that they're actually looking into anything, but no teach some. But if there's anything else I have to add, um, I will add it next, in, well, in two weeks. So, uh, anyways, that is the show for this uh, special Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, talk to you on Monday where we will have just a straight Royal Rumble review. Uh, my favorite pay-per-view of all time of the year. Uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. I am the Slow Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently, and I'm out.